This, this is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. Are you ready for 2023? In January, Into the Apex will return to the historic Daytona International Raceway for the Rolex 24 for the biggest road show yet. Porsche, Porsche, BMW, BMW, Cadillac, Cadillac, Acura, Acura. Who will begin the GTP era victorious? Follow IntoTheApex.com for trip details and meet up with the show live from Daytona Beach. virtual motorsport meet from the ita studio to the paddock to the sim rig pull up a chair pour a drink this is the into the apex podcast into the apex Been a dramatic end of the year for iRacing, sim racers, fans of IndyCar and sim racing. We're going to dig right into it here on the Apex. It's Tyler. Rob is with me. Adam Thompson joins me on the show. And we've got a pretty solid panel today to talk about this. We've got Seth Eggert from Kicking the Tires, kickingthetires.net. He's an, a NASCAR, eNASCAR, and eSports staff writer for that service. He's at Seth Eggert91 on Twitter. And Ryan Kish is a writer for Racer Magazine at Racer.com, covering iRacing, eSports, and IMSA Racing. That's at KishRM on Twitter. And uh, thanks to each of you guys for joining us on pretty short notice uh, for what really yesterday blew up into a pretty big story in the sim racing world. Thank you for having us. Uh, so I'm going to give a little short intro to what was going on. Uh, iRacing announced on Wednesday that changes to the IndyCar on the platform will begin on January 1st, 2023. Uh, IndyCar branding will be removed and the cars are all being call- called a generic open wheel title. Uh, further, there'll be no Indy 500 special event and the schedules have been adjusted to remove any tracks at the real IndyCar series visit. Uh, finally, it was shortly it was revealed shortly after that broadcasters are not permitted to broadcast any of the IndyCars really at any track from the sound of it. Uh, this comes in light of licensing exclusivity with Motorsport Games that was announced in the summer of 2021. Uh, since since then, the company's board of directors have resigned, the company's stock tanked, uh, and they had a, a rough time in the U.S. stock market only recently, from what I've seen, uh, getting back into NASDAQ compliance to remain listed. Uh, the announcement caused a storm on social media among sim racers yesterday uh, who generally have a distaste for Motorsport Games and its products historically, uh, and for the restrictive nature of this licensing deal. Uh, Seth, I want to start with throwing it to you because you wrote on Twitter shortly after, very quickly after this came out yesterday, uh, before it really did blow up on social media there, 
that you pretty much wouldn't be where you are today with kicking the tires, uh, doing journalism about motorsport, because you began covering iRacing about 10 years ago, and uh, the IndyCar on iRacing was key in that. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I was in college at the time, and I was a history major. I was looking at getting a job as a historian at the NASCAR Hall of Fame because it just opened. And I lived in Mooresville, North Carolina, which I still do. So it was just down the road. And I joined iRacing in June of 2011. And I was on a team. I wasn't running very well because I had a computer that could not handle iRacing very well, at least for the NASCAR tracks. So I switched to an IndyCar team, uh, Last Lap Motorsports. And I don't know if anybody here has ever heard of them, but uh, Matt and Ray Kingsbury, they were writing for iRacing News at the time. And they were about to start college. They knew I was in community college. They recommended me to take over for them. I had no illusion of writing at all. And it just came natural to me. I was covering the IndyCar Open Series. I did that from 2000. 11-ish to 2015. And it was from there that I parlayed that into a spot first at Popular Speed, then More Sports Tribune, and then Kicking Tires. Uh, while I was at Popular Speed and More Sports Tribune, we weren't covering esports at all. And at Kicking Tires, they were looking for somebody to cover esports. And Jerry Jordan, the owner and lead editor there and i started talking and it was like a week after we started talking he hired me i started covering not only esports but nascar for them and i think the first event i covered was uh the e-nascar heat pro league uh race which that was the in-person championship race in 2019 and of course everything blew up in 2020 so each of you published articles yesterday uh, on this, on your respective services. Uh, Ryan, you had an article that came out in the morning on racer.com, made the homepage, and your follow-up article remains there uh, as well. Uh, what did you, as you kind of digested memos, uh, statements from IndyCar, uh, and so on, uh, what did you kind of make of this in the morning as you were digesting it? Yeah, I mean, really my first reaction was uh, a big sigh and, and sort of, you know, my shoulders shrugging and just as down and as low as they could be because it's such disappointing news. The The IndyCar community on iRacing is one of the strongest. It's one of the most loyal and most active The that they do to host leagues and put up broadcasts and paint cars. They're so incredibly invested in the sport and for IndyCar to, to look at that and, and see a deeply engaged audience and to just deliver a gut punch, it, it, it's just a shame, man. And I, I said this yesterday, I was trying to think of a way to explain this. And it's as if IndyCar planted a bomb a year and a half ago and the bomb went off yesterday. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. sure we'll talk about it more, but this license agreement that seems to be the source of the problem was signed in July of 2021. And for a year and a half, it seemed as if we were status quo. IndyCar still exists on iRacing. You can still race the Indy 500. The special event still exists. And a lot of people, I think myself included, sort of assumed that, all right, this must be similar to what NASCAR has, a dual agreement with motorsports games on console and, and a close relationship with iRacing on PC. 
But as we found out tomorrow morning, that wasn't the case. Uh, and it is a gut punch for a really invested and engaged community. Uh, talking to some of the people there, I, I know they sent me a rough draft of a letter they're planning on sending. That letter has been signed already by about 60 people. and I'm sure it's been more since I checked earlier today. Uh, talking to an iRacing staff member, he said, man, this sucks because the iRacing Indy 500, yeah, it's just one of a dozen or so special events they do, but it's one of the biggest for them in terms of viewership and in terms of racers signing up. It's a tough loss. It, it, it was a tough beat yesterday for the community. Yeah, they're uh, kind of going through Twitter. I spent much of the day just kind of getting a, a taste for, for how people looked at this. Uh, in fact, I know everybody here saw it and pointed it out. Uh, I race like an IndyCar where I think it's the highest point, 15 or 16 twi- uh, trending on Twitter. Uh, so it was it was on fire yesterday. It's no, no uh, hyperbole, I think, to say it. Uh, but I was surprised by the amount of people that I saw on Twitter and, and Reddit uh, Reddit also had a ton of activity about this on the iRacing Reddit. Uh, a lot of people saying that uh, they're they were introduced to IndyCar as fans in in real life, going to tracks, watching the races based on iRacing and sim racing. Uh, for a lot of them, starting in the pandemic, uh, did did you guys get that kind of uh, idea from it as well? Uh, Ryan, do you want to start first, or do you want? Yeah, I mean, I'll touch on a little bit like, you know, like Seth said at the start, you know, that's how he got engaged in the sport. And if you're IndyCar and you're trying to chase a younger audience, and that's pretty, it's pretty publicly known that they're trying to chase a younger audience to take this away, to take one of the ways that a younger audience is, a younger audience engages with your sport and to take that away from them just does not make any sense whatsoever. It's just, it, it, it's confusing. And it, and I kept thinking that it doesn't need to be this way because there are race cars, vehicle manufacturers that have their vehicles present in a variety of simulations. You could drive the Porsche 911 cup car in R factor two in I racing, a set of course of competizione and dozens more. You can drive racetracks that are licensed in I racing. You can drive them in R factor two and a set of course and everywhere else. NASCAR, as I mentioned earlier, has a dual agreement An IndyCar a year and a half ago, looked at the scene and said, we're going exclusive with motorsports games. I, I don't love that decision. And, you know, that's how younger audiences engage with your sport. It's how people find your sport. I, I don't see how walling yourself off and restricting the ways people can interact with your sport is a good thing. Meanwhile, I'll take it slightly in a different direction. Uh, my example would be more the NASCAR community and the reason why I'm saying it that way I've been in numerous events uh, whether trying to qualify them or even been invited to them and there's one community which believe it or not it's in France they were introduced to NASCAR via iRacing they had mainly joined for the sports cars they went to the Daytona 500 this year for the first time they met at the Daytona 500 for the first time in person. And these are people from France, from the Netherlands, from Luxembourg, Germany, Spain, etc. And it's just, it has to be a community of like 50 to 60 people. They would have never really gotten into NASCAR if it wasn't for iRacing. And the same thing can be said for the IndyCar community. I know there's teams from Germany, from Italy, from the Netherlands, because I've competed against them way back when, when I was writing for iRacing News. And I know Ryan said 
at least in his estimation, that he feels like the bomb was kind of set about a year, year and a half ago. I actually look back to the Invitational during 2020, during COVID. And the reason why is there were a couple different things going on during that. First off, some of the drivers, right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, stated that the cars didn't drive the same way they do in real life. But it was their input that brought iRacing to change to allow weight jacker adjustments, to allow ARB adjustments, engine map adjustments in the fixed setup series. That wasn't done previously. And honestly, I'd say the relationship between IndyCar and iRacing, at least my observation of it, uh, would be iffy after the Indianapolis Invitational race when Pagano wrecked Lando Norris intentionally and the blowback from that. <laughs> and that is one of the reasons why I brought this over to talk about it. Because it was cool to see Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Busch, and others try their hand at IndyCar. Granted, it was on iRacing. And for Kyle Busch, he translated that into starts in Monday Night Racing. He even sponsored that league for a little bit. And he ran in that league for a little bit as a Dale Jr., as have others. And granted, the Invitationals did inspire some of those leagues, where it's Monday Night Racing, Elite Racing League, etc. But overall, it was around then that, to me, the relationships started to fracture. And I think it completely fractured when the more sports uh, games agreement was signed. At least that's my viewpoint. Now, whether or not there's anything out there that I don't know, that there may be. But that's how I've viewed it, at least in the past day or two. Uh, I want to go into a bit of the, and there's so much here to kind of unpack. I feel like I'm just like a, doing an autopsy to this. Uh, I want to kind of start unpacking some of the restrictions that are just seem different. Uh, I mean, we've had we've seen on iRacing in the past year some of the things with Mercedes where we can't do custom liveries, and it's like okay, I mean that car, those cars never really took off the way we maybe thought. Um, but we've not seen extreme restrictions like we're kind of seeing here. Uh, number one is uh, the broadcasting restriction that kind of came out later in the day. Uh, Adam Thompson on screen is not happy because he's a broadcaster. And we'll, we'll give him some time to comment on that as well. Uh, Ryan, you uh, put in your article yesterday, I think you looked at or saw or heard about a memo that was sent to broadcasters kind of discussing this. Um, and you both may have seen it and, and things started to come out. Uh, I think an hour or two after the initial news came out, the post by Greg West, then we start hearing this. And I think it all just kind of progressively came out yesterday in the morning and afternoon to just continue to piss people off, frankly. Uh, but uh, talk about that a bit. The, it's not enough that we, well, one, we can't run the official Indy 500. We can't run at tracks that the IndyCar series would run at. They've readjusted the schedule for the official series and changed the name of it all, which kind of waters it down a, quite a bit. Uh, but you can't broadcast the cars at all. Uh, what's what's that memo about that, that we know of? Yeah, the, the, the broad, no broadcasting is particularly strange because if you look back at the last time this happened with the 24 Hours of Le Mans, when Motorsports Games uh, again signs an agreement with the ACO, iRacing obviously can't host its own 24 hours of Le Mans. But if you and your buddies want to set up a 
1,440 minutes of Western France and you want to broadcast it, you can. There's nothing stopping you from doing your own 24 hours of Le Mans. iRacing can't do it. And iRacing cleverly sort of found a way to kind of do it by sticking it in the, uh, I believe, the European Endurance Series yeah. with like six, a six-race calendar, all 24-hour races. One of them happens to be Le Mans. <laughs> Don't look at, yeah, you know, yeah. it isn't what you think it is. But for this IndyCar agreement to be that, like, you can't, like, it's not just iRacing it. You can't broadcast yeah. your own races with your own friends on your own time on your own network. Uh, and so I've got questions about a, how that's going to be enforced and b what the penalties are. If you break it, I've got that question, uh, that's sitting in the inbox of some iRacing staff members I sent recently earlier today. They haven't gotten back to me yet, but it's, it was very recently. So they're, they're probably still working on it. So not, not going to harp on them for that, but I've certainly asked that question. And as soon as I get an answer to that, I'll be posting it because I think the community is going to be deeply interested in that answer. But man, this is just strange. It, it goes way beyond the restrictions we saw at the 24 hours well, of the month. For me, at least based on the conversation I had, the exclusivity agreement specifically tied to the Indy 500 name, not to IndyCar as a whole, but to the Indy 500 name. And my understanding, based on that and based on some of the other conversations I've had, is the reason why it's not being allowed to be broadcasted in general is not only could not be the Indy 500 at Indy, if somebody else hosts a 500-kilometer or a 500-mile race and call it the Indy 500, that gets counted in that as well. Doesn't matter the track, apparently. Again, that's based on my understanding. And I know that this isn't the first time something has popped up. Uh, there's there was a time where a group hosted a race, and they didn't call it the Indy 500, but they had a big sponsor and some other things, and apparently IndyCar wasn't happy with that either. So this isn't exactly the first time. That being said... It, it's tough to defend it. And I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just based on my understanding, it's basically a catch-all, you know, to try to keep anyone from calling the race an Indy 500, regardless of what track it is. Uh, you got, you kind of brought that up, the, uh, the, Lama thing we heart we covered that uh, when that was happening and and went off and kind of the majors came in and saved the day with a really well organized and broadcasted series of, of splits uh it looks like motorsport games has maybe wised up to that this time around and uh, they're going to put even more restrictions to and, and i think that kind of rubs the community the wrong even more the wrong way uh because we were upset at them because we, we lost the lamont 24 and now we lose another big event i mean these are two huge events for motorsport fans that gravitate to iRacing. um rob you were we were kind of talking we were looking through the sec filing and pretty much want to hire an attorney to look at it because yeah. we were just i think it was tiring our eyes out a little bit and our brains uh you were talking about like are they going to d what is it what'd you say dcma am i gonna well yeah, no, i don't i don't know if it just played whatever that main thing so we're just kind of put up copyright things and you get so many strikes and they take your stuff out you know what I mean like yeah I was thinking it could be something like that but it's interesting that you said the 
maybe they just kind of wised up to everything motorsports games and kind of learned their lesson from the the last time because pretty sure that this would have been signed that deal would have been signed a month after we would have done the majors because it would have been in june of 21 and it was july of 21 that they signed it so it's kind of interesting that you said that because that could be exactly it yeah could have had a bunch of their lawyers put a bunch of last minute changes put in in that last month before they signed it it kind of gives me a little bit of joy thinking that somebody important or an attorney for motorsport games was following all of us happy competitive sim racers and our, our teams uh you know, gleefully going after an even better organized special event, uh, better put together, better broadcast. Um, Adam, I want to bring you in for a moment because you own a broadcasting company for sim racing. Uh, it the the point of the restrictions, the ban on broadcasting these cars, uh, we that then springboards us into uh, something I know Seth covered in his article, uh, which were several leagues in the course of a day canceling themselves. Uh, changing everything what does this mean for you one of those leagues wrong stuff racing it's they have a show on our network uh you were due to broadcast them in an indycar league in the new year and they announced yesterday uh, that they were canceling the whole thing because it it was risky for them and it was especially risky for you yeah seth that's i was reading your article and you brought up wrong stuff racing league so uh that was that was Pretty cool, but not cool at the same time at all. Uh, well, I'm sorry so, I had to be brought up yeah. that way. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's no, no problem, man. No problem. So, yeah, Wrong Stuff Racing League came to us with their IndyCar League, started with their multi-class, came to us uh, when they started branching out. And the first season was okay. They had about 20 drivers. And going into they, – they're starting – we're supposed to start in February – and uh, had already had like 30 or 40 people signed up for it. We're ready, you know, ready to get this started. And the gut punch you were talking about just came yesterday. And I was telling Tyler before everybody got in here, uh, it, it almost seemed like an April Fool's joke to me. Because how can you, and this is where I started to, to kind of tear this apart a little bit. Okay, we can't run the Indy 500. Can you not run the Dallara IR18 either? Uh, that's, that's where we're kind of worried or wondering exactly where this exclusivity agreement with broadcasting, like you were talking about private leagues, private broadcasters. I don't work for iRacing. I have no affiliation with iRacing, iRacing other than the fact that I broadcast our races to YouTube with the iRacing watermark in the bottom right-hand corner. So how is that? We're broadcasting the Delara IR18. We're not broadcasting the NTT IndyCar series. We're we're broadcasting the Wrong Stuff Racing League Indy series. Okay, oh, so said the word change? though you said the word you said, said the word that'll word. put you in prison. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we just change Wrong Stuff Racing League Indy series to Wrong Stuff Racing League Open Wheel series? Formula yeah. America. <laughs> Formula America. Right. There you go, Rob. So. so <laughs> I know there's several leagues and several communities that have organized where they're essentially calling rectangle 500s or US 500s. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read off some of the apparent guidelines that this was in some of the discords, okay? They cannot use iRacing staff for the broadcast of them. They cannot use the name of the car in whatever race they're broadcasting. They cannot use the name of the real-world event. Mind you, 
several hours earlier, they were also told Indy 500 was okay until December 31st. And they can't mention that it's a recreation or a tribute to an actual event. <laughs> Just suck so the that, fun right out of it, Modus. And My mind you, <laughs> but this is and mind you, <laughs> this is all prior to the licensing agreement actually ending because all these events are taking place before the prohibition of broadcasting can take place. And something interesting that I also noticed. There, you cannot broadcast the Delara IR-18, DW-12, or IR-05. But yet the Indy yeah. Pro 2000 is still allowed. Oh, yes. And yes. the other feeder series cars are still allowed. Hmm. So do, is Delara owned by IndyCar? No. Or is no, Delara the no, manufacturer? Delara so, is the manufacturer right? of the chassis. But what I was going to say is, I'm wondering, in the new IndyCar game that More Sports Games is creating, if they're only eliminating use of the cards that are going to be featured in the game, and the feeder series cards are not going to be in that game. Well, maybe indie, so. I I do know that uh, Penske Entertainment they only own and and run IndyCar and now the NXT series, and then the the below that it's a whole different yep. event organizer. I wonder if that plays a part into that. It could possibly so. Um, I, I'm interested, Brian. You said you had a, a email out to iRacing. I'm interested to hear what you hear back from because there are a lot of questions about that. I think that's a big mystery. There are a lot of very hilarious memes about. What's going to happen to your common broadcaster if they broadcast one of these races uh, at any the car at any track, much less Indianapolis Oval? Um, but I'll start with you, then we'll throw it to Seth, and then the guys if they have any comments. Uh, I want to for the, for all of us to kind of think about what else. Greg West kind of left it open. There could be more, more could come. Uh, could we see any other restrictions? Because uh, as you talk about Seth, there are a lot of, uh, I don't know what the best way to describe it, like tribute events. I think that, I guess that's a good way to do it. I mean, it's like, uh, we're all Patriots. Like we're, we're the resistance or something, uh, in the community. It's, it's, it's kind of what it feels like it has a different feel to it. It's all happening on short time, uh, and a lot of planning that events that would typically take a lot of planning. Uh, but we're all kind of acting like, uh, the car is going to leave on on midnight. It's like the Y2K of IndyCar and iRacing. We, but we presumably we're still going to have the car. We're just not going to be able to enjoy it like everything else on the service. Uh, starting with you, Ryan, then to Seth and and Rob and Adam. If you guys have thoughts, can you see any other restrictions coming out? Any anything from left field from iRacing or motorsport games? Uh, I don't. Just because what other restrictions are there? I mean, besides deleting the three indie cars that are on the game or on the, besides deleting them from the platform. Yeah. I don't think there are any more restrictions uh, that you can put on them. I'll read a bit of uh indie statement. Um, it says, while there will be changes to our presence in the near future, our current car will still be featured on iRacing across current tracks, including the Indianapolis motor speedway. So that leads me to believe that the cars and the tracks, the speedway will stay. And um, 
This was important to us as we worked through our strategy to ensure fans would continue to access our racing across their favorite mediums. And this statement from IndyCar really tries to paint it as that nothing's going to change and that it's the status quo, but that's just not the case. So the only thing left still standing are the cars on the track, which, yeah, they're available in iRacing, and, yeah, you can race them uh, if you want to set up a private race with your friends, but don't broadcast it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's true. You can still engage with iRacing, engage with IndyCar on iRacing. I, I, you obviously can't do it the way you used to be able to. iRacing says that they're still negotiating with IndyCar. I have no reason to believe that's not true. Um, I hope that they work out a deal. Do I believe that they're going to work out a deal that's going to make everything go back to normal? I don't see how that's possible given the agreement with motorsports games that it's in place. Maybe they can get creative and work something out. But with the second paragraph of the IndyCar statement talking about how confident they are in their partnership with motorsports games and how they're going to deliver uh, the first ever IndyCar centric video game, uh, with it's going to be engaging, realistic, and enjoyable title. It it, it seems like IndyCar uh, is quite happy to move on uh, to a new dance partner, and that being motorsports games. And they said that's kind of terrible because I was going to say you got to dance with them with Brunia, right? Like <laughs> they and that, that's they, they sent me the same uh, exact statement, and just. I know Ryan read off that statement. I actually have one, and this comes from, uh, to be clear, it was posted on Traction in an article that Justin Melillo wrote. And this is on Automobilista 2. So this is another game. Granted, you haven't said, of course, you have other games. Because they were looking to add IndyCar to their game. And they had originally renamed it... uh, back in June, to Formula USA 2022 because of the Morrisport Games Agreement. Well, this is from the developer. I'd like to clarify we don't have an agreement with IndyCar in place and no prospect of it happening anytime soon. A discussion took place around August-September for us to try and find a way to accommodate Automobilista 2 featuring the car. But they decided to keep focus on the official game being developed by Morrisport Games. I believe the iRacing development is just a byproduct of that decision. So another developer even tried to take the Delara IR18, rename it, and they're not being allowed to rename it. They're not being allowed to make adjustments to it to make it look different either. So, just based on that, it sounds like IndyCar across the board is not going to allow many changes, if any. I know on, because Ryan, you you wrote this too, they've already renamed it American Open Wheel. And they moved Indianapolis Moore Speedway to this week because after the first of the year, they're not going to allow you to run the IndyCar on IndyCar tracks in official races. So that means the IndyCar, as of right now, based on my understanding, might not return to Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Gateway, Iowa, Road America, Detroit, uh, Long Beach, 
Barber. And again, that's all part of this. And I'm sitting here wondering, aside from them possibly even deleting the cars, which who knows, they might have to. Uh, granted, I don't want to speculate. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that would, that would hurt. Mm. The tracks are going to have to stay, at least some of them. Because for Indianapolis Ford Speedway and Gateway, they're used by the Coke Series from time to time. Uh, Iowa, Laguna Seca. I was say, Laguna Seca is another one that's used by other series. Uh, same with uh, Iowa Speedway; it's used by other series. It's used by ARCA. Uh, granted, ARCA doesn't have a current car on the sim, but besides the point, uh, the only tracks that I can think of that. Are on iRacing are exclusive to IndyCar or essentially exclusively used by IndyCar would be Barber. That's the only one that comes to mind that, great, I know other series in real life use it, but the only real life series that has used it on iRacing is IndyCar, to my knowledge. So I, I wonder what if that would come into play or not. That's the only other issue I can see. Yeah, that that would be devastating if those tracks. I would hope not. I feel like IMS is probably the most tied up in this whole mess uh, because of Roger Penske, basically. And that kind of takes me to uh, looking at <laughs> placing blame. If we want to place, we we want to head. We want to head on a pike uh, in sim racing world. Uh, at least if you look at Twitter. I woke up this morning and and kind of refreshed everything, and people were still uh, very upset about it. Um, Somebody, I think in our Discord, somebody suggested uh, starting January 1st, tweet motorsport games every day. Uh, is your IndyCar game ready yet? Day one, day two, day three. Uh, because some people think it'll never come, basically. Uh, but the general consensus of the user base is distaste with the entire thing. But if we are to blame anybody, who would it be? iRacing, IndyCar, motorsport games, all three are a combination? Uh, I mean... I don't like pointing the blame at anyone because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, and this should be recognized and it should be understood, IndyCar has a right to protect its brand. Mm -hmm. IndyCar owns the trademarks to its logos and to its names and to the Speedway and to the Indy 500. IndyCar is the owner of those and it is the sole proprietor of how those get used. And if they decide that it is in their best interest to go about it in this manner with an exclusive deal with motorsports games, then I am in no position to stop them. I do not own the rights. IndyCar owns the rights. Penske Entertainment owns the rights. They are free to do what they want. It is their decision. They chose motorsports games, and they chose motorsports games in a manner that no one else has chosen motorsports games before, in this exclusive manner. That is IndyCar's decision. They have a right to do that. I really think that that's important, and, and, and that should be understood, that, yeah, it's disappointing, and, yeah, it's frustrating, and if you are a fan of the series and you're a fan of IndyCar and iRacing, you should make your voice heard, and, and you should make it known to IndyCar that you're displeased with their decision. But at the end of the day, I think it's important for me as an independent journalist reporter, I, I don't love putting my opinions out there because that's not my job. My job is to give out information and let others make their choice. So I've given out a lot of information, but I want to remind everyone that at the end of the day, IndyCar has a right to do 
what they want with their own properties. Yeah, that's a good point. To echo uh, Ryan's thoughts to a certain point, iRacing has worked hard to essentially update its product, whether it is to add adjustable weight tracker and other things I've mentioned. They added an optional tire, the Redwall tire on road courses. They have been working on, and we've seen a little bit of the development from time to time on rain, you know, to make the sim more realistic. At the same time, more sport games, their prerogative, they are allowed to go and seek a exclusive contract. IndyCar, again, protecting their own product, is allowed to go and accept one. Uh, and I'll use another example from NASCAR world. Uh, recently, there were photos online of uh, Rockstar Games adding a NASCAR-style truck. The only thing that has to be different between the real-life one, the one on iRacing, or the one in Motorsport Games, is it has to be somewhere around 20 to 30% different in looks compared to what it actually is. So that's how there are ways. I don't want to say around it, but there's ways of doing it, which Rockstar Games, you know, again, more power to them to add a NASCAR style vehicle to their uh, Grand Theft Auto series. But going back to IndyCar and iRacing, if if we had to place blame on someone, I guess all parties, because everyone is trying to protect themselves in a certain way, whether it's iRacing trying to protect themselves and have IndyCar on its service, IndyCar trying to protect their product, and Motorsport Games trying to protect a future product. So you kind of can't put blame on one specific person, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a combination of everybody's decision. And yeah, I think it is an important point uh, that Ryan made that it's, I mean, we are the user base. I mean, capitalism will prevail at some point, uh, but it's not our vote that determines it. Uh, it may be our echoes and, and voices that change it, but it's their call at the, at the end of the day. Uh, I've seen to that point um, some posts of people that saying that they if this doesn't change, tweeting at IndyCar, if this doesn't change, I'm not going to renew my Indy 500 tickets. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I will, I'll say this. I I had a choice this this spring between Rob's wedding in Mexico or the my third consecutive Indy 500. I thought about it. And uh, if anybody has any uh, fruit basket companies in Mexico that deliver, uh, give me a call because I'm going to the Indy 500. Sorry, Rob. Rob stepped away. He can't uh, tell me to go screw myself. But... Uh, I'm, I mean, it is a great spectacle, and I'm not going to miss it. Uh, so I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to be boycotting anything. I still love the series. Uh, it's still my preference over, say, Formula One. Even uh, this past year, it's that that's grown. So I'm not going to go that far. But I am disappointed, and it just takes something away. Like we said, it feels like they're taking something away from a community that's been been around. It's been loyal. I mean, those sessions, official sessions on iRacing, are not packed. So, I mean, you can say it's not as popular as others, but it's a solid, solid place to race. My only thing is I wonder if, again, going back to uh, how some leagues are scrambling and 
uh, stuff like that. If the races are not going to be broadcast, granted, a lot of the official races weren't broadcasted to begin with. It was mainly just the Indy 500. But if you're going into a series and you're trying to make sim racing, I don't want to say a profession, but be a professional at it, and you want to sell sponsorship, you would sell sponsorship to a league or to a series that you know will be broadcast. Uh, I mean, kicking tires, we sponsor uh, Chad Frankenfield over in the Elite Racing League. We've sponsored uh, the entire playoffs of FTF Racing this past year. We, I run the, the kicking logos on my cars all the time essentially to promote myself but and to promote uh, the outlet I write for. But if I'm going into a series where I know it can't be broadcasted, it doesn't ha- have as much weight for me to go out of my way and have uh, Doug Denise, who's my painter, go and paint me a new car. So, th- I mean, it just doesn't affect broadcasters, but it'll affect painters, it'll affect... You know, everyone down the line. Adam, I'm going to throw it to you as you try to manage <laughs> manage a puppy in your in your home studio. Uh, you had your hand up. I know you're as a broadcaster. It's just you're a little fired up over it. I know you're going to talk about it on the WSRL show on the network later. But uh, that one's going to be a lot more heated than this one. I can promise you that. <laughs> but uh, I guess the one thing that. I'm sorry. I know you guys probably have things to do today, but I want to take this to both of you guys down low here. We, you kind of mentioned just getting rid of the car. Okay. And I, in my opinion, as a broadcaster and as someone who is now scrambling, like you said, uh, to find another car to run, just get rid of the car. Because at this point, like you mentioned, uh, you said in your, in your statement that no, official iRacing employees can can be heard, can be broadcasted, and broadcasters can't call it an official event. Uh, and they can't mention the name of the car, which is weird because it's a Delara, like we talked about, not an Indy car. But at what point... Are, it's, it's almost like... It sounds like they're still giving broadcasters, like slow motion broadcasting, or Apex Racing TV, or... Uh, uh, podium these the go-ahead to broadcast these private leagues as long as they don't use they don't say that they're racing the IndyCar at Gateway uh, they're saying they're running the Dallara IR18 at Gateway and it's you can't really say you can't put a disclaimer in, in a stream right like that doesn't work but um, that that's there's no there's no there's no line there. You're not connecting IndyCar to the Dallara to Gateway at all at that point. So, I mean, until I guess hoping that we get more information on this, it is the the, the water's so muddy right now oh, that yeah, nobody really knows what exactly they can and can't do. And I think that's what's causing a lot of this outrage that we've been talking about is because nobody knows exactly what's going to happen because all of this came out on social media and Discord and and things like that. And yeah, it's been confirmed by iRacing employees, but I haven't seen any confirmation. It, it, it's in it's in the forums, but it's still. I mean, even what's in the forums, it's it's you know paragraphs long. 
but it is vague about the the broadcasting and the penalties and, and what's going to happen. Another thing that which I at least I haven't seen, or at least I haven't seen a clarity. I know others have complained about it. Is does broadcasting extend into streaming? Like me stream if I were to stream myself just running laps, does that count as broadcasting or not? Because I know I've seen others complaining about that because they've connected the dots and their understanding is it does. Granted, currently I don't stream. I'm working on getting a, a streaming setup, but it's not something that's you know I've done yet, so I would have to learn those kinds of guidelines. Uh, and again, this is something that this is one of the various groups that's trying to organize uh, an Indy 500 this weekend or a rectangle 500 or rectangular 500, however you want to call it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say there was one group that suggested, and I quote, uh, racing around a rectangle for 500 virtual miles. All the mental gymnastics yeah. that, that we can all come up with yeah. to make it okay. Please don't <laughs> yeah. sue me. We but, just want to have a good time. I made a half joke. I'm from Indiana. Uh, I grew up, we, we talked about this, Tyler. I grew up an hour away from the racetrack in Terre Haute, and I went to the Indy 500 every year in Indianapolis. How far does this stretch? Is is my home state going to have to change the name of their capital city? Well, I mean, it's just <laughs> nobody knows. Again, well, not related to sim racing. <laughs> God, I hope motorsport games doesn't have that kind of reach. Right now, it feels like the evil Soviet Empire, uh, and and we're all the re- the resistance or something. So, uh, by my count, there's five groups organizing a Indy 500 style race, and one hosting a US 500, which would be the cart at Michigan, essentially. Uh, granted, there was also. Mm-hmm. Because I covered the first three events of this uh, event, uh, the fake 500, which used the Lowe's 79 at Indianapolis. And they had promoted that it was going to be a certain day this year and at a certain time that they and time came and went and I never saw it. And plus, I can't find it anywhere. And I remember they used to do like Elite recently. All the same events going into the race, a uh, little 500, a little, you know, all these bump day stuff. And there are actual drivers that ran it. I, I remember Parker Klingerman won the first one. So I don't know what, what happened to that event. Again, it was promoted. And I know I saw a mention of it yesterday because the promoter uh, had tweeted out jokingly saying, when there's 100 events uh, this May with the low 79, remember we were the first. And I'm like, okay, but what happened to it this year? No offense to them. No offense to them. <laughs> Granted, I love the historical kind of events where it's the Firecracker 400, where it's a fake 500. I've even tried uh, to suggest using the Lotus 49 for a historic Indy 500 or the Lotus 49 for that the one Daytona IndyCar race that happened way back in the day in the 1960s just for something different. Or even the Lotus uh, 79 for the IndyCar race that was planned at Talladega that never happened. So 
there's a number of different historical events you could go and do. And again, depending on how far this goes, does it extend to historical events? I mean, again, the Lotus cars are F1 cars. Does it just only apply to the name? It's just so muddy right now, I think is the oh, big yeah. thing. There's yeah. so many speculations. It's, I'm trying to trying to get through it all, right? Because I think there are some uh, overreaches, but there are also some people that are thinking nothing will change. Like you said, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's IndyCar on iRacing is going to change forever. It's just how far does it go? Because nobody nobody really knows. And the work that you guys do is amazing. Thank you. Uh, because without you guys, we'd just be relying on Reddit and Discord and Facebook to get our yeah. information. Yeah, that's. I want to wrap up the segment and uh, give you guys the floor each to kind of give your final thoughts, at least at this stage, uh, what we're looking for from here. Uh, starting with Ryan and then to, to uh, Seth, what any final thoughts on on the topic just at large? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I would just remind everyone two things: is that a uh, IndyCar has a right to do this; they have a right to dictate where their brand and how their brand is represented. But equally, the fan base has a right to speak up uh, and to make their voices heard, whether or not IndyCar listens to them. I, I can't say I'm not IndyCar, but uh, the fans have a right uh, to speak up. I know they will. I know they already are. I mentioned earlier, looking at a draft, I just checked it again. It's now up to 75 signatures. Uh, that will be made public shortly. If it makes an impact, it, you know, if, if the community feedback makes an impact and this decision is, Obviously, I don't, I don't think it'll be totally reversed, but it, in some way rectified, then that's awesome. And it's a huge success story for the community. But at the end of the day, uh, IndyCar has a right to do this. Uh, they have a right to dictate where their brand is represented. They chose motorsports games. It's sad and disappointing for the IndyCar community. Make your voices heard. Let them know how you feel. Uh, and hopefully things will change. And to add on to Ryan's thoughts, um, somebody had tagged Steve Myers asking him to speak up. And he even said that it's out of his control and it's up to the community, that they're working to have a new license. But he's afraid that it's more up to the community now than anybody else. So, again, IndyCar is allowed to choose what they want to do with their product. More sport games, it's allowed to ask for an exclusivity deal. iRacing is allowed to work to try to have their own product. And unfortunately, while all three sides are allowed to work for their own interest, ultimately it does hurt one group, and that's the consumers in this case. I, I like to be optimistic and I hope the Morrisburg games, IndyCar game, would actually be good compared to what everybody thinks it will be. I haven't had a chance to test it. I know others have. From what I've heard from them, it's similar to the NASCAR game. Maybe some bugs worked out, some other things. I don't know. That being said... I hope, based on 
at the very least, the community feedback that more sport games could go and improve it even further. Whether or not that happens, only time will tell. Whether or not they're able to work out a deal for iRacing to at least be able to broadcast races, only time will tell. I'm sure iRacing has been working hard on this for a while. It's only because it it's coming up in less than two weeks that they finally talked about it publicly to try to give everybody a heads up so that way we, the consumers, whether it's Adam Broadcasting or somebody else, doesn't get in trouble for broadcasting. And I will give you guys a lot of an answers. exclusive. I mean, that's about to be tweeted. <laughs> a response from Kevin Bobbitt, iRacing's Director of Marketing and Communications, in response to my question about how they enforce, uh, their, their plans on enforcing the rules regarding the broadcast and what penalties there are for those who violate the rules. I'll read his full email and uh, to you, and then I'm about to post it on Twitter. Hi, Ryan. All we are right. in the process of updating our broadcast policy. I don't have any further information on this subject at this time, Kevin. <laughs> so we're going to sit tight. So and the waters were murky sit about 15 minutes ago. They remain murky. Oh, man. Oh, Clear boy. as mud, guys. Clear as mud. Yeah. Well, I want to let you guys go because you joined us uh, with very short notice. I appreciate both of you. Ryan Kish for Racer.com. Seth Eggert from KickingTheTires.net. Uh, thanks for your reporting, your insights this afternoon uh, on this kind of special show. And um, everybody keep following their reporting on Twitter and on their respective websites, guys. Thanks so much. Merry Absolutely. Christmas to Merry you. Merry Christmas, boys. Have a good one. Happy holidays. We'll be back on Into the Apex. Don't go anywhere. More Into the Apex is coming up. Tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of turn one? So are we. Although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing, we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home. The Allstate Javicki Agency proudly protects families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Give John a call today at 412-561-6239. Mention Mad Sim Racing or Into the Apex when calling to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. Into the Apex is going back on the road in 2023, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Pro Kart Concepts. ProCart Concepts provides top-tier carts, parts, and consumables to the tri-state area and support based out of the Pittsburgh International Raceway. If there's anyone that can get you set in the world of karting, it's Eric and Dan with PKC. Visit ProCartConcepts.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit GreatHireHR.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory, and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. 
There are no setup or design fees, and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit AlienAwards.net. That's AlienAwards.net. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering best value, high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 team. Check them out through the link on our website, IntoTheApex.com, and support the show. This is Into the Apex Motorsport Podcast Network. into the apex tyler rob and adam thompson in the studio and uh, we're going to continue to talk about uh, the indycar iRacing motorsport games situation uh thanks to the to seth and ryan uh, giving us the journalist perspective on it and, and their reporting and uh, like we talked about in the first half guys i mean there's a lot more that needs to be known and it's very very frustrating that we're getting we're getting down to the wire uh, I feel like we're in an IndyCar bubble now. I never would have thought uh, a week ago that I would be sitting here waxing poetic about the Indy 500 and the Delara IR18 when we should be focusing on the Daytona 24 as sim racers on iRacing. But here we are about to run basically an Indy 500. I've, I know, Rob, you and I have signed up for the sim racers for mental health version that's going to be uh, next Friday, day before yep. New Year's Eve. Uh, I mean, it's it's a fun thing to do at that time of a, of a kind of fun holiday. But I mean, my God, we didn't think we'd be in this situation two days ago. This this really snuck up on us. Yeah, and plus, it's just what else are you going to do? Like, get your get it in while you can, right? Like, someone's going to put up something official. Like, if it's if it's something where we don't really know where we're going to get that next fix for it, then yeah, like it's my favorite car. Yeah. Like, it's not going. We don't think it's well, Adam. You, you. I think you were being dramatic. You said get rid of the whole car. Get rid of the whole car. Yeah. Why not? Why not? No, let's get rid of it. Burn it. Not going to get rid of the car, but still, like it's. But do you want it? You want the soul out of it. In yeah, some ways, right? Fun. Like it's just it's just being robbed of certain some uh, certain je ne sais quoi. You can call me dramatic all you want, okay? But I'm telling you, I think that it would be better. Again, we were talking about how muddy the waters are right now. I think it would be better just to get rid of it. Give us our money back so we don't know what we can and can't do with the damn thing. It's just, it's it's so annoying and frustrating to me that first of all, they drop this. Like they said, yeah, they've probably been in talks for a while, but they drop it on us two weeks. I mean, December 31st is the deadline. It came out on December 21st. That's 10 days. You're going to give leagues, broadcasters, everybody 10 days notice to change what happens if you've got a league that starts on january 4th or something and all of a sudden now they're scrambling and nobody knows exactly what the deal is so there needs to be some type of very clear and concise information that comes out sooner rather than later because right now nobody knows what's going on and this directly impacts leagues that run mm. 
uh, IndyCar and broadcasters that cover those goddamn leagues. And I'm part of that. So it's yeah. just it's so infuriating that I'm that we're all stuck in this situation. And I never thought that I would say, I mean, iRacing still isn't technically iRacing is my main source of income right now in my broadcasting company. Hmm. And it's our hands are tied. Everybody's hands are tied. It's just it's it's crazy to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. We just need some type of answer and some solid, concrete information. And I'm just going to keep saying it. That's well, it. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's there is a disruption in the quote unquote sim racing economy. Clearly, it's not as much as you know. Clearly, not as much money changing hands as in the real thing. Uh, but nevertheless, there are businesses uh, that are operating and there's entry fees being collected uh, with leagues money changing hands with uh, broadcasters race control services there there's a whole little economy as we've talked about on the show before uh, that's getting disrupted because like you said it's it's the turn of the year a lot of leagues are in a hiatus at this time of year and a lot of leagues are about to fire up a whole new season a ton of leagues i mean that's typically how it goes with any sensibly organized league is it's chopped up into two halves out of the 12 months so at this point a lot of people take a break, and in the new year, they start up again. Uh, now, I'm not of the mindset of I'm going to not renew my Indy 500 tickets. I am. Sorry, Rob. The wedding will just have to wait till the next wedding. Uh, oh, shit. You went there. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to burn my Indy 500 tickets, and I'm also not going to say burn down the, uh, the car. But I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say... Why cancel every IndyCar league? Why, why does this mean IndyCar leagues are done? I mean, sure, we all love broadcasts. Sure, if you're going to have any serious sponsors, they want broadcasts. Nevertheless, it's not, it does not have to be the death of IndyCar league racing. If the car remains on the service, if the car can still race at these tracks in hosted or league sessions, then it's not gone. So the fact that a lot of IndyCar leagues are folding or canceling themselves – I think that may be a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction as well. I think leagues can just, at some point, you can say, we like this car. A group of us want to race this car. We really don't give a shit if it's broadcast or not. I know, Sorry, Adam, I know that's that affects the bottom line for these broadcast companies, but at some point, if you really want to race the car and there's a group of people, proceed with the league and just run it with the stipulations as much as they suck. Rob? I'll yes. take in. Say, just say yes. Say I agree, Rob. Just say you're right. I do. I, agree. I do, though. Right? Like you know, I'm not gonna lie. I do. So, but it's also it's it denudes the indie cars. That where do you think that? Yeah, it's just it. They've been neutered. <laughs> Neuter- yeah, they've been they've been castrated a little bit. Yeah. There's nothing. Well, I- it's not going to be pomp and circumstance. There's with no broadcast and with no official race. There's going to be no pomp and circumstance around this car like the majors could salvage the Le Mans 24 we're all more excited about that and there's pomp and circumstance at this stage they've made it motorsports games with whatever stipulations they can impose have made it impossible for pomp and circumstance around an yeah. IndyCar event on this service on they've the service people are going to move into other things people yep, are going to replace it with something the car yeah. is what they've done here just just effectively what they've done is what the w13 and the w12 uh is happening to if if first of all people don't want to drive those cars yeah people wanted to drive the indy car and now I'm, oh yeah i i'm going to 
argue the point of the broadcasting side. And I really don't give a shit if people want it broadcasted or not. If you want to run your league and not get broadcasted, that's fine. I understand that. But a lot of the leagues that I'm involved with, they put these these questionnaires out and say, hey, how important is the broadcast to you? And it's extremely important. And that's where these leagues are getting their sponsorships from. Uh, Wrong Stuff Racing League, for example, they're a pretty big league. I mean, and they've got a lot of money coming in and going out. Race control, like you said, uh, broadcasting. It's not the end-all, be-all, but you lose the sponsorships. You lose the broadcast. You lose the race control. You lose the league for some of these bigger leagues. Now, these smaller leagues can probably get away with doing what you're saying, but effectively, right now, I'm jumping to a conclusion and saying that what motorsports games and Penske and uh, IndyCar and iRacing has done has killed the car on this service. We Rob, I mean, Rob and I love on camera, on video, you can see Rob and I are donning our IndyCar jerseys. One of several for me. I know, Bradley. I, I hear you out there. Um, we love IndyCar. It's a series that we've we've grown to love over Formula One in the past year, I would say. Uh, been to a lot of events in the past year. Uh, so, so yes, IndyCar has a right to do what it wants, but it, I think it hurts our feelings. Doesn't it, Rob? It hurts our feelings that they would leave us just in the ditch like this on yeah. our PC platform of choice, because am I fired up? Was I ever, even before this, was I ever at any point, and I was aware of the motorsport games deal and I was aware of a title a game or sim to come out, whatever console, you know, I'm not going to buy a console. I don't own a console personally. Uh, I'm going to be on the PC with the equipment I have for that. I'm not going to buy a console. I'm not going to buy this. If it came out for PC and it's IndyCar titled, great, but I'm not going to buy it even still, even if they yeah. take away what they've taken away on iRacing, whether it was there or not, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not, not going to yeah, I'm not going to follow them. That's more or less what they're trying no. to do. They're trying, most trying to leave yeah. iRacing and be like, come yeah. with us. We're making a new game. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> we're not. I never was going to. I'm certainly not now. Uh, I don't think there's much they can do. I mean, the consensus in the community is they're going to basically let's let's not mince words. They're going to fuck this up. The business is tanking. The stock is a downward spiral. Uh, the the fundraising was the reason the board of, res- of directors resigned. There's a whole thing with the company itself. I it's thought just you said you weren't joke. fired up. I, I'm fired. I'm about to pop off. I tell you, what, I'm about to pop off. Uh, it's just a joke, but. So now we're getting into the opinion space. I, I will do that. That's the second half of the show. Is it? It's a mess in that regard. Uh, you're not going to change business. And it's funny, Rob, because what? Two months ago, we we're, we're doing a show about do we even like iRacing anymore? And here we are. Like I'm never. I, I'm st- stuck in the ground. I'm never going to leave. You're not going to ever take me away. What a roller. Oh, there's some principle to this, though. That was just. Yeah. That was just impulse. I just, just before it was just having us having zero impulse control. Yeah. yeah, you you were you were in a dark spot there for a period. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, literally, because your power was out because of a hurricane in Canada. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get fired up about this. I know you you guys have gotten into F one twenty whatever twenty twenty two. What what year is it? Oh, uh, I have not, not me. Not me. I haven't. No, and that's what you you mentioned. I sold my Xbox. I sold my yeah. Xbox partly I to fund my addiction on yeah. this damn three thousand dollar PC I'm sitting right. next to you that sounds like a spaceship about to take off. And this rig I'm sitting in. That's why I sold my console. 
And you are not going to expect me as most PC players to go out and buy a $500 console for a single game. Yeah, for, it, it's not going to be any. It's not going to be even close to what the PC build does for you. No, I don't think. I mean, I don't know, but I don't think so. I really don't. I just don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, I don't see how whatever this is. It, I mean, if it looks pretty, great. But if I want to watch pretty indie cars, I'm going to put on goddamn indie car on NBC Sports and watch it. Uh, oh, for most are, are of you? Year. Are well, you? No, I'm not boycotting. I'm not a boycotter uh, of the of the series. Even if it's completely their decision, uh, I agree with Ryan about that. It's their right to do it, and, and I'm not going to boycott it. So, I mean, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot, but I'm not. I mean, we can go out with with pickets and protest. I'm not going to not go to the races next year. I'm not going to miss the Indy 500. I'm not going to not watch the races I don't go to. Uh, I love the series. I like the drivers, the personalities. It's in a good place. Well, but with that's, all that's what's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that's what's so frustrating with a lot of people. I think is that it is in a good place. And it could be in such a better place. The marketing could be so much better. And uh, they continuously shoot themselves in the foot at IndyCar. With, with all this money that IndyCar has just made from this deal, hopefully, maybe they'll be able to broadcast every race now <laughs> that we watch. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was kind of the point. I mean, it's going to be like the virtual Le Mans 24. Uh, I, motorsport games, let's, let's be real. R-Factor 2 sucks. It looks like crap. It, the cars don't look like they're stuck to the track. It's not good. It's just not. Uh, so, And I'm not as fired up about that virtual tour. I, I watched it because I had a migraine this past year. I watched one of the last races they did. Uh, I'm impressed with the showmanship and the broadcast. But the sim is, I mean, it's ugly. It's just ugly. I'm, I'm more drawn to the spectacle, but I'm not going to follow it. It's, it's not a success in that regard to me. Uh, I don't care how much money they pump into it. I don't care what personalities they get to, to race it. If it were iRacing, it would probably be appointment streaming for me. Uh, if it were a sim that I could respect, uh, that looked proper, that I could understand. And I've, I've tried R-Factor 2. It's the only other sim I've tried. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the sounds. I didn't like the feel. So fuck you, I've motorsport watched, games. Right. Yeah, basically. You know, I've watched R-Factor 2, and that's why I haven't tried R-Factor 2, because of everything that you've just said. So uh, yeah. I'm going to, I have to shut up because I have got to give myself some type of content to talk about on tonight's show. Yeah. I'm going to wrap it up here. This is a short little closure. Uh, I wanted to get to some of our opinions, but yeah, Adam and the wrong stuff crew on the into the apex podcast network. I know you guys will be talking more about this because it's affected the wrong stuff league. Like we've talked about already. So I'm interested to hear, hear that one. Uh, Rob, what are we going to do? We're done. Hold the line. We're done with IndyCar. Hold the line. Yeah. Just hold the line. Well, I'll see you at the uh, Sim Racers for Mental Health Indy 500 next week. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, so. Well, hopefully. Th- thanks to Ryan and Seth. Everybody have a good holiday and uh, think about your Indy cars in between practice and for Daytona. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you for the racing resolutions next week. Uh, another staple of the show. Uh, we'll close out the year strong. Thanks, fellas. This has been Into the Apex. been listening to into the apex from mad jim racing media check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at into the apex.com 